Okay, welcome back from our intermission. Um, we got a long letter, and it's an intense letter. It's about tragedy. It's about a response to a tragedy. I think I'm just going to start, and uh, as we go, I'll fill you in. Baruch Hashem, Yem Hayalula, Shalkeveit Kedis of Meir Vichami Admur, Asara Lechedish Achadoser, Hu Chedish Shvat, Tavshin Tesvav, Brooklyn, New York. By the grace of God, the day of the passing of my father in law, the Rebbe, the 10th of the 11th month, meaning the month of Shvat, 5715, Brooklyn, New York. The Rebbe wrote this letter, or at least signed it and sent it, on Yud Shvat, which was a very, very busy day for the Rebbe. The Rebbe went to the oil that day and read Panim at the oil. And uh, I believe, if you look at the Rebbe's schedule that day, Yud Shvat Tavshin Tezvav, from uh, the time of Shachris until till Mincha, basically the Rebbe was davening and then at the oil, and then the Rebbe got back a little bit, I think 525 I looked it up. It was a little bit after Shkia from Mincha. And uh, then there was a Fabrengen that night, 9 o'clock. And uh, the Rebbe said many sichas and a mimer. And uh, it was a busy day. And one of the things that Rebbe did, found time to do on that day, and perhaps purposely to do it on that day, perhaps to invoke the power of that day, the Rebbe sent this letter. yashvim. <laughs> This is addressed to the residents of Kfar Chabad, the ones who reside in the Holy Land, upon whose eyes Hashem is from the beginning to the end of the year. May this land, the Holy Land, be rebuilt and inhabited with the coming of Mashiach. Hashem grant them long life, abundant blessing. It's a very unusual expression. Shalom b'ribuy, Not just shalom uvracha, but abundant blessing, abundant peace, abundant blessing. Nitztarti. Lishmaya, I was pained to hear. Asher yesh mi bochem vanafo ruche bekirbei, achre hamaira hayadua, Hashem yinkem domam. That amongst you are individuals who became disheartened after the famous incident, may Hashem avenge their blood. Okay, what are we talking about here? There was a terrorist killing of a young man in Tavshin Tezvav. It happened during the nights of Hanukkah. It was on the fourth night of Hanukkah. A young man, Yisrael Dubroskin, Shem Yinkim Dome, was coming back from Lod, and he was going to the Bet Sefer Le Malacha, the uh, trade school where he was a mashpia, he was a, an educator, was a very talented, bright, beloved young man and educator. And uh, he worked with these, uh, mostly these were um, newly arrived immigrants from Morocco, most of the young students there. And uh, he was a teacher there, a mashpia. He was coming back from Lud. And I think he got off the bus stop and he walked through a sort of a like an uninhabited area, like a grove or something. And there was a terrorist who grabbed him and killed him. And I'm not going to get into the gory details. Um, they didn't find him at first. He was he was presumed missing. And then finally the body was discovered. It was actually, there was a search party. His body was discovered by... Rav Meshalanda, who later became the Rav of Bnei Brak. And there's a, actually a whole story about, about finding the body and the Rebbe getting involved, that there shouldn't be an autopsy. Actually, the Rebbe wrote to Shlema Goren, who was the chief, 
chaplain of the IDF and uh, intervened that there shouldn't be an autopsy. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. I'll, I'll, I'll get to the, to the, the Rebbe's letters to Shlemagor and also to, uh, to President Shazar right after the event. At any rate, what the Rebbe is addressing here, and this is Yud Shvat, so we're talking about over a month later, is not the tragedy itself, but the fallout, the blowback from the tragedy. This sounds so simple, it hardly needs to be conveyed, but I think we use the word terrorism so often that we forget what it means. What is terrorism? Terrorism isn't just violence and cruelty and barbarism. Terrorism is meant to evoke terror. That's why people do it. So what was the purpose of murdering this boy? It was to scare Jews not to want to live in their homeland. That was the purpose of it. And to some extent, or for a certain amount of time, or on certain people, it had an effect, and it terrorized them. So the Rebbe is now writing about the terror, about the actual fear and, and, and broken spirit and uh, disheartened mood that this tragedy caused, where now there are residents of Kfar Chabad, we're talking about a fledgling little community, only a few years old at this point, who now want to abandon their community. I'm getting out of here. It's not safe. A boy was murdered here. So there was a growing number of people who were talking about leaving the Kfar. And that's what the Rebbe is addressing here. Not the tragedy itself but the psychological effect, the terror that was brought on by the tragedy. Now, before we get into the Rebbe's response, I said I would mention again uh, about the, the Rebbe's letter to Shlomo Goren and also to Zaman Shazar. Let me explain something. It's apparent that the Rebbe found out about this event on Dalit Tevis. There's a letter that uh, the Rebbe writes to the Rav of Kfar Chabad, to Rebbe Garalik, on, uh, I think, Tezvav of Tevis, and the Rebbe refers to finding out the news on Dalad Tevis. So apparently the Rebbe found out on Dalad Tevis. There's also a letter, I should mention, that on Tezayin, to the Mashpia of the Yeshiva, Rabbi Kesselman, and also a letter to Aguch, to the, uh, the uh, organization. Of, of Chabad Chassidim in Eretz Yisrael. The day that Rebbe found out, there are two letters. Um, one to Shazar, to the president, telling him something bad just happened in Kfar Chabad, and I'm asking that the government should oversee to provide whatever tangible support that the people need to, to secure them and also to, to uplift them. So you see, as far as the immediate reaction to the tragedy, and I think this itself you can learn so much from. Practical, tangible help. What can you do? Can you do anything? Can you help somebody? Somebody's in pain. What can you do for them? So that's immediately the Rebbe's response. One letter to Shazar to say, get the government to come in and help these people. They've just been terrorized. The other letter to Shlema Goren, Rav Goren, to intervene, not to allow an autopsy, to disgrace the, the corpse of, of, of the boy who was murdered. So the Rebbe was taking care of business, so to speak, as far as anything practical that could be done immediately that day. This letter is coming over a month later. This is not about practical stuff. This is about the human side of things, the emotional side of things how people are processing their grief. And I think just from this, you can learn a lot. That when it comes to the human side of things, sometimes it takes time to let things set in and to address the issue. When it comes to practical stuff, if there's something you can do now, you better do it now. Don't wait. But those are two different 
things, and therefore they're, they're two very different timelines. I think just that itself we can learn from. Okay. Um, so here the Rebbe spells it out. Their <clears throat> commitment has weakened to be connected to Kfar Chabad in the Holy Land. So I got to deal with this. I'm here to be an emissary of the rabbis. Lahatik. I'm going to share with you the words of our holy Rebbes. And what the Rebbe proceeds to do is, I mean, the Rebbe's actual original words of this letter are not that long. There's an introduction, which we just read, and then there's a conclusion, which is at the end of the letter. The body of the letter, 90% of the text are quotes from the Alter Rebbe, the Mitle Rebbe, and the Tzamech Tzedek, in that order. Now, who am I to presume such things, but it's just very interesting to me that the Rebbe wanted to invoke these names and these teachings. The Rebbe, it almost, it reminded me of like uh, the Seder and the Gunim, where the Rebbe wanted that before the Nigun of each Rebbe, they should say the name of the Rebbe. Or, or like in the Bosilagani Maimer, the Rebbe's first Maimer, Tavshin Yud Aleph, where the Rebbe went through the Rebbeim and told a story of each Rebbe. Now, this is the first Rebbeim. This is the, the Alter Rebbe, the Mitle Rebbe, and the, and the Temach Tzedek. But I, it just struck me as, as very interesting, especially when you're going to see that the bulk of the quote from the Temach Tzedek is the Temach Tzedek quoting the Alter Rebbe the exact same quote that we just read on the previous page. So it seems to me there's something spiritual going on here with specifically quoting these three sources, invoking their holy names, and then giving these specific texts. At any rate, here we go. Aleph, one. Rabbeinu Azokin Balatanya Pesik Benista de Teira, Vahashokan Oroch Pesik Benigla de Teira. The Alter Rebbe, who is the codifier of both the mystical and the legalistic, he wrote the Tanya and he wrote the Shokhan Oroch. Here's what he said Shamaiti Mipi Kadeshi Alyain Al Margla Bepume de Inche. I heard an expression, I heard from the holy people that it's a common expression, it's a saying, after a fire, you become rich. Why? Why after a fire do you become rich? Why? Because of fire insurance, right? Very cute. Why do you become rich after a fire? Why do people say that? Why is that a thing that they say? The way that the Midas, the holy attributes, evolve or develop and progress one from the other is chesed, kindness, din, judgment, sometimes called gvura, and rachemim, compassion. Therefore, after you've had the din, which is judgment, which was the fire, then it's going to be the rachamim, because that's the order. Chesed, din, rachamim. So the fire was the din, was the judgment, harsh judgment. Well, if that's what just happened, you know what's coming up next? The rachamim, the compassion, Hashem's compassion. And not just any old compassion. He says, This rachamim will be greater than the chesed that preceded the din. So it's going to be better than it was before the negative occurrence. Keneda, as is known, As we know, the attribute of Rachamim is the attribute of Yankiv. You have the three Ovis, Avram, Yitzchok, and Yankiv. That's Chesed, Gvura, Tiferes. So the Two extremes, right and left, have their limits. The kavo emtsoi, the center 
axis goes all the way up to the top, like the middle bar in the Mishkan, went all the way around the Mishkan. So it goes all the way up the top to the top to, from Kesser, all the way down to Malchus. It runs the whole gamut and is therefore Oila al Kolona. It rises up above either of the two extreme axes of right and left. So therefore the Rachamim that comes is drawing from a higher place, therefore more abundant uh, compassion, even then the chesed which came before the din. Now, those who are at the edges of their seats and saying, I've heard this before, I've heard this before, yeah, we'll talk about it. I want to get, there's an incredible story from Tavshin Chavtes where the Rebbe invoked this saying again. And when we get to the end of the letter, I'm going to tell you the story, what happened in the summer of 1969. No, not the moon landing, but another miracle that happened. Okay, we'll get to that. Okay, so that's from the Alter Rebbe. Base, Admor Emtsoi, from the Mitle Rebbe. And the Rebbe, again, before each quote, he says the name of that Rebbe. I should mention, by the way, the, the first... Um, quote, the one from the Alter Rebbe, was written to a chassid, Rabbi Yasef Zeravitzer, who had a fire. And the, the Alter Rebbe was telling him, hey, you had a fire? Okay, that's the din. Coming up next is the Rachamim. So get ready for good stuff. All right. So that's the Alter Rebbe's letter. Now let's go. Base, Admor Emtsoi, the Mitler Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe's son. Bosila nachim lavavim al oides asher noga yad Hashem I want to comfort your souls after you were affected by the hand of Hashem. You shouldn't get dejected. Because certainly Hashem is going to arouse his great kindness and compassion upon you. I should mention this is a letter that the Mitle Rebbe wrote to the community of Chashnik, which is in Belarus, in the Vitebsk region, meaning not all that far from Lubavitch. And they had a fire. And this is the letter that the Mitle Rebbe wrote to the community of Chashnik after their fire. So Hashem is going to come to you with greater kindness and compassion, but Tesefes Brocha Achre Asher, dot, 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 with more blessing after the dot 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 you know negative occurrence it's no the mitle rebbe says that all din he uses the same term again to describe the fire or the negative experience it's din but within the din is hidden chasid kindness Therefore, everything Hashem does is good or for the good. And no bad comes from above. Therefore, we bless Hashem, we thank Hashem for negative tidings. This is what it says in the That we thank Hashem for negative tidings. We give a bracha just like we do, or we make a bracha to thank Hashem for negative tidings just as we do for something overtly positive. In the place where Din was, in that very place specifically, will be revealed the strength of the love. Okay, so he's saying the place where Din was revealed, meaning your town just burnt down, but that's the place that's about to get hit with some Rachamim, similar to what the Alter Rebbe said about the Seder is Chesed, Din, Rachamim. So if a place just got hit with Din, it's about to get hit with Rachamim. Now, the Mitle Rebbe describes it slightly differently, but it's the same bottom line, that some Rachamim is coming after the Din. And it's not a stira, by the way. It's not a contradiction. They're just two different ways of explaining the phenomenon. 
But that is the phenomenon, that after the din comes the rachmim. So the Alter Rebbe said, that's the seder of Ishtalshlis, chesed din rachmim. So after you have the din, you're going to have the rachmim. The Mitle Rebbe describes it a little bit differently, that in the din all along was malubash a chesed behelem, and so therefore after the din, you're going to see a revelation of the, the ava that was hidden, hidden there. He says, Kemashalo Ava Miyasa Livnoi, Shemalbasho Ava Biusurum Shimiyasre. It's like a father who rebukes his child. In that harsh treatment was really hidden love. Vim Kozamiyad Acha Shmiyasra Yisgala Pinimius Avasai Vihamlasa Biyaser Achinaisin Lai Chasidvatev. After now, even when the father was disciplining the child, the father didn't hate the child. The the, the even the discipline had hidden love within it. But then after the discipline comes the revealed love. Oh, come here. I love you. Get over here. I'm going to hug you. I'm going to take you out. I'm going to play with you. Right? So even the din had hidden good in it. But after the din, the good comes out in a revealed way. Now, here the Mitle Rebbe is going to quote from his father, I heard from my father, the Alter Rebbe, about how the rebukes, he's talking about the rebukes in Torah, in Bechukaisai, uh, in Parshish Kisavai, there's a whole story, by the way, about the Mitle Rebbe when he was a child, he heard a Balkaida who was not his father. The Alta Rebbe was the regular Balkaida in Shul. But one Parshas Kisave, that's, you know, late in the summer, somebody else was the Balkaida and he read the rebukes. And uh, the Mitle Rebbe fainted and he was so sick from it, there was even a question <clears throat> if he'd be able to fast on Yom Kippur months later. But they asked him, what, why were you so shocked? You've been in shul many times, you know, for years uh, when you heard uh, Parshish Kisave and you heard the, the Klalais. He said, when my father reads, meaning, you know, when my father, the Alter Rebbe, lanes, when he's the Balkaida, you don't, you don't hear any Klalais, you just hear Brachas. So perhaps that's... Uh, a story that can shed light on this teaching now that the Mitle Rebbe is quoting in the name of his father, that the brachas, or rather the klalas, are hidden brachas, and they become transformed into brachas. It's quite possible, by the way, that you know the, the Mitle Rebbe experienced this as just a fact of life, and then later, as he learned from his father, he understood the explanation of it. But at any rate, here in this context, the, the Mitle Rebbe is giving the explanation of it. He's saying <clears throat> that really the rebukes are hidden blessings. Because of the power of the kindness that's hidden in the rebukes. But that kindness only comes out exclusively after overt judgment has been exhibited. So you have to go through that process, similar to what the Alter Rebbe was saying, chesed din rachamim, and then the chesed that was hidden inside the din all along will actually not, no longer be hidden, it'll come out revealed. Okay. And this is what it says in the Posik. I think this is from the, the, the Novi from Yom Yo in one of his comforting prophecies, that Hashem promises when Mashiach comes, I will turn their grief into joy. Not just, I will replace their grief with joy. I'll get rid of their grief and instead give them joy. No, I will turn their grief. The hafachti means I'll transform, I will convert their grief into joy, that from the grief becomes joy. The grief itself had hidden within it joy. The Tishabov, the day when Hashem destroyed the Beis Amigdish, the most terrifying, horrendous, tragic day in the history of mankind, that day itself will be revealed when Mashiach comes to have within it the kind of kindness which was evident and clear and revealed on the first day of Passover when Hashem lovingly redeemed us from Mitzrayim. 
as this is explained at length in the holy writings. Valkane, therefore, Amarti Derech I'm giving you advice, the Mitle Rebbe says to the residents of Chashnik. I do not think it's a good idea. This what some of the people in your neighborhood are saying. To uproot, to move away from, doesn't say, but I'm telling you where the community was. Don't leave. Please don't leave. That's the place where Shem's going to send his blessing. The place where the din was just revealed, they just had a fire. That's the very place where the rachamim is going to be revealed. So don't run away from your rachamim. I understand. I understand. You were traumatized. Something terrible happened in this place. It's a trigger to you. You don't want to be there. You want to run away from it. But I'm telling you, Kabbalistically, stick around because that's where the good stuff is going to be revealed in the same place where you just went through the difficult, harsh judgment. The Mitle Rebbe says, in fact, the person, the messenger who I'm sending this letter with, I told him, and I guess <laughs> the Mitle Rebbe is writing it in the letter as well, I told the messenger who's sending you this letter that when my father had a fire, Okay, we read previously the Alter Rebbe's advice to someone else who had a fire, Yosef Zeravitzer. But here, the Mitle Rebbe is mentioning, when my father had a fire, he also had a fire in Liadi. The, Mitle Rebbe, the, the, the Alter Rebbe had a fire in Liadi. I think it was in 1810. And uh, people wanted to leave. They said, let's get out of here. And the Alter Rebbe, well, the Mitle Rebbe is going to tell us right now that uh, his father, the Alter Rebbe, said, no, if this is where the din just happened, then hold tight, because this is where the Rachamim is going to be displayed. So let's not leave, let's stick around. Okay, um, by the way, that fire in Liadi was, uh, oh, there's a whole story. If we had hours, we could tell all the background. Wow, that's where portions of the Shulchan Aruch were lost. Uh, it's possibly the same fire where the Sefer Shel Tzadikim was lost. It's not uh, exactly certain when that happened. There's a Sefer Shel Tzadikim, a parallel Sefer to the Sefer Shel Beninim. Um, at any rate, okay. Vashem Yoshev Yerachameinu Achar Shuvay Apoy Yenachamim V'yorim Karnam Lamayla Kol Yemei Elam So Hashem should return and have compassion after his anger has now subsided and he will comfort you and elevate you until the end of time. These are the words of the one who loves you, who really loves you, and is waiting to hear about divine salvations very soon that happened for you. And that is the Mitle Rebbe's quote. Okay, now let's do Gimel, number three. Admur HaTzemach Tzedek, the Rebbe the Tzemach Tzedek. See, the Rebbe is going through. Alter Rebbe, Mitle Rebbe, Tzemach Tzedek. Okay, this, as I mentioned at the beginning of the letter, this quote from the Tzemach Tzedek is mostly a quote from the Alter Rebbe. Which quote from the Alter Rebbe? The quote from the Alter Rebbe that we just read on the previous page, interestingly. And this is a letter that Tzemach Tzedek wrote to the town of Lieple. You ever heard of Rabbi Kusiel Lepler, who was a chassid of the Alter Rebbe? He lived a very long time. He's mentioned in Hayemim, the Alter Rebbe wanted to give him a bracha for a long life, and he did live a very long life. At any rate, uh, there was a fire in Lieple, and uh, this is the letter that the Tzemach Tzedek wrote to them after their fire. Michtovim kebalti Gam lemishma oizen shoma nafshi mizem ikoidem. I got your letter, but I heard about this 
from around before. Meaning, before I got your letter, I heard it in the, you know, people were talking about this. They had a fire. I want to quote here something from my grandfather, my Rebbe, meaning the Alter Rebbe, that he wrote to a chassid who had a fire, and his name was... Yosef Mizravitz, Yosef Zeravitzer. And here is the quote. And like I said, there's, to me at least, something spiritual going on here because the quote the Tamach Tzedek is about to bring is the quote from the Alter Rebbe that we just read. I've heard from the Holy Ones, that which people say. It's a famous saying. After a fire, you become rich. Because the way that the holy attributes evolve from one another is in order. Chesed, and then din, and then rachmim. And therefore, accordingly. After you have a fire, which is a revelation of... Din miseredes midas harachemim. Then you're gonna get the compassion. Shehigedelu midas hachesed, which is even greater than the previous chesed shebetchila that you had prior to the din ever showing up. Kenede, which is known. Shehimidosi shel Yankiv nachla bli mitzarim, and this is the attribute of Yankiv, the middle path, the kavam tzoi. Which goes from one extreme to the other extreme. It reaches higher than either of the the uh, the right or the left axes. There is the end of the quote from his golden language. And as I said, that's the quote that we just we just had. Therefore, continues the Tzamech Tzedek. Tziva my lose b'ksav yad my grandfather, the Alter Rebbe, told this guy, don't move, don't go anywhere, build your house right in that spot, because that's where the Rachamim is about to come for you. <clears throat> Therefore, I think in your case, you should do the same thing, you should strengthen each other, and tell each other, let's stay put, let's rebuild right in this spot. It's known that the merit of the group is greater than that of the individual. So now it's like a double thing. Not only is the Rachmim coming, but if you all do it together, it's going to even compound it more. Not just plain Rachmim, Rachmim, Rabim, abundant mercy. Karnam to uh, strengthen you, lift you up, support you. Al Kain Yishazkuna Vish Esraehu Yazairu Vashema Nasin Kayaklas Hail Hu Yavorhim Bacholtev Bacholasher Yasu Kanavshum Venefish Oyavam Dairish Shlaimam Vatuvam Menachemendel. So therefore you should stand strong, like he says, you stay together, and uh, Hashem's gonna give you blessings in everything you do. And he signs off as one who uh, who seeks your peace and your good. And he signs his name. Okay, so those are the three quotes. Those are the three quotes. The Alter Rebbe, the Mitle Rebbe, the Temach Tzedek. I should mention, by the way, the letter from the Mitle Rebbe, if you read the entire letter, not just the quote, he mentions at the end he's sending money for them to rebuild the shul. I think that's important to mention people in Chashnik that the Mitlut Rebbe wrote to. Remember what I was saying before about how immediately Dalit Tevis, when the Rebbe found out, he wrote to Shazar and he wrote to Rabbi Gorin and he dealt with the practical stuff. And now here, over a month later, he's dealing with the psychological uh, fallout. Again, these are two separate things with two separate timelines and sometimes two different ways of approaching it. But you see there with the, with the Mitlut Rebbe, like the Kabbalistic explanation 
to give comfort to them and to give instruction to them and advice, that's one thing. And then the practical help, that's, that's another thing. We have to remember that both are necessary and uh, they both have their, have their place. Okay, so those are the ends of the quotes. Divri tzaddikim kayomim lo'ad upeilim pulosim. The words of tzaddikim exist forever and have their effect. I know that's an expression that we say a lot, and we even had it the other night. And we say these words so often they lose meaning. But listen to me. You've been learning with me. I don't know every night. I don't know if you. this is your 20th letter. You're actually learning with me. But how many people are writing to me and telling me they feel like these letters are, are today? This isn't 1955. This is 2022, right? How many people have been telling me, been texting me, emailing me, and telling me that you feel like you're hearing from the Rebbe talking about life today? That's what it means that divri tzaddikim chayim v'kayomim lo'ad. It means that when a tzaddik says something, it's not, a, it's not historical. It's not something from the, from the history books. He's saying it. He didn't say it back then. He's saying it now. And when the Rebbe is quoting the Alter Rebbe, the Mitler Rebbe, the Tamech Tzedek, he's not teaching history. He's not telling you, well, historically, let me know, let, let, I'll let you know what Chassidim did at times when tragedy stu- struck their their village. Historically, their Rebbe has guided them to stay in their place and hold strong. That's not what the Rebbe is doing here. The Rebbe is saying, something terrible happened in your town and you want to get the heck out of there. I get that. That's the human reaction. I want to tell you what the Alter Rebbe is telling you right now, what the Mitle Rebbe is telling you right now, what the Tzemech Tzedek is telling you right now, what I am telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. The Rachamim is coming. Don't leave the place where the din happened because that's the place where the Rachamim is about to happen. Hashem should bless all of you amidst all of the Jewish people. That everything that was written in these holy letters should happen to you, should all be fulfilled with you. In its fullest sense, with revealed good. With blessing, I'm waiting to hear good news from you. And then the Nichta Bitsidai, the Nun base, the Piyaz, postscript, the Rebbe gives sources for the excerpts. Igeras HaKedish Aleph, Sefer Mitzvah, Latemach Tzedek Saif, Omid Reish Chavchas. Igeras HaKedish Base, Besidr Mea Shorim, Saif Omid Chavchas. Igeras HaKedish Gimel, Shom Omid Lamed Vav. And now, as a bonus, since you stuck with me, I'm going to tell you a story. The summer of 1969. Actually, the story starts in the spring. It starts Achen Shal Pesach. The Rebbe spoke about how people were abandoning Crown Heights. Now you wish you bought a house in Crown Heights in 1969. But in 1969, people were running. Crown Heights used to be an eclectic Jewish neighborhood. And everybody ran. They all left. And the Rebbe spoke against it very strongly. You're not allowed to do this. Why are you leaving? Why are you leaving Crown Heights? And you know, you know when Crown Heights became a predominantly Lubavitcher neighborhood? In that time, when the Rebbe told... well. The Rebbe wanted everyone to listen to this, but I guess it was the Lubavitchers who listened. This is part of the story, that the Rebbe wanted everyone to listen to this. After the Sikha, Achin Shopesach, the Rebbe actually wanted that that Sikha should be written up, not as just, um, you know, let's call it uh, the inside Chabad publications, but specifically that it should be sent to a magazine or a Torah journal would be a more proper way of describing it, an academic Torah journal, Haredish Elamdish journal called uh, Hapardes. And it should be prepared as a scholarly article 
with Mara Mekoymis and sources explaining the halachic prohibition of abandoning a Jewish neighborhood. So right after Achen Shal Pesach, the transcript was worked on. Rabbi Yoel was very, very involved in working through the Sicha. And it was prepared to be sent to this, like I said, uh, this orthodox scholarly academic publication called Hamar. Actually, I think there was another magazine as well called Hapardes, and I don't think uh, there was two versions. I think it was probably the same version was sent uh, to both publications. At any rate, Achrin Shapesh, you're talking about the end of Nisan. They worked on it very quickly. They brought it back to the Rebbe, and it sat in the Rebbe's office for the rest of Nisan, for all of Iyer, for all of Sivan. Like, the Rebbe wanted it worked on very quickly, and then it sat there. <clears throat> or let test Tammuz, the night of test Tammuz, the ninth day of the month of Tammuz. After Maidav, the Rebbe comes back to his office, and he takes out the uh, this article that had been worked on, the one that says you're not allowed to leave uh, a Jewish neighborhood. And suddenly, he calls Rabbi Chadokov, his chief secretary, and he says, send it to print. Oh, and add a high office supplement add the words from the rebbeim about that after a fire a person becomes rich and do it right now right away <coughs> the rebbe said right away it was done right away <coughs> Several hours later, in the wee hours of the morning, there was a car full of Bachram. I think there were nine Bachram. Coming back from the Chasana of Alchonin Gazinski in Boston. And around New Rochelle, this car got into a terrible accident and exploded and was on fire. Miraculously, six of the nine Bachram emerged without a scratch, but three of them who were sitting in the, in the middle seat had to be hospitalized. One of them was Rabbi Yasef Minkowitz, who gave over the details of this story very recently to our, uh, to our team. As I mentioned before, there's a research team, Baruch Hashem. Uh, I got to tell you, I know about this story only tangentially because I was once at the home of Herschel Morozov on Crown Street. Was that Crown? No, it's not Crown Street. Is that Crown? Yeah, it's Crown in Albany. Is Crown in Albany? No, it's President. President in Albany. Anyways, so between Kingston and Albany on President Street. So I was, uh, I was in the Morozov's house, and all of a sudden, uh, some guys start coming in. I'm like, Ooh, who's there? You know, and... Uh, they sit down and they say, this is our uh, anniversary of the, uh, of the accident. And all of a sudden, I see they're, they're calling, uh, calling Schollenberg Levitin on the phone. They're calling uh, Yosef Samuels on the phone. And Yosef Minkowitz said, this, these are the Hevra. And now I should name all of them um, who are in the car. And uh, these are just the ones I remember. Herschel Morozov was at his house. And uh, so these were the nine Hevra who were in the car. And uh, as I mentioned, three of them had to be hospitalized. One of them was seriously hurt, and he, he, was, he was hospitalized for, uh, for a long time, to the point where the doctors were saying he wasn't going to be released in time for his chasana. That was Rabbi Levitin. And the Rebbe said that he, he would be okay, and he, that is precisely what happened. At any rate, that morning, Rabbi Minkowitz's cousin, Mayor, came into Maskiris and he told Rabbi Chadakov what happened a few hours earlier before dawn. And Rabbi Chadakov went immediately into the Rebbe and said that the boys, nine boys coming back from Achasana were just in a terrible car accident. The car exploded, it was on fire. And I, I can't pretend to quote, and I'm not going to try to quote what the Rebbe then said to Rabbi Chadukov 
But I can tell you what Rabbi Chadikov told Mayor Minkowitz when he came out of his office, he was completely white. And he said, I've been working in this office for many years and such a miracle I haven't seen. When I told the Rebbe what happened, the Rebbe reminded me about the urgency just a few hours previously, late in the night, when he sent this article to print, which had been sitting in the Rebbe's office since Achren Shal Pesach, or the days after Achren Shal Pesach, it was sitting there for months, and then all of a sudden, urgently, that night, or Letes Tammuz, the Rebbe said, print it and add the Heisofa Nochasreifa Vetman Reich, after a fire, one becomes wealthy. That it was connected, that it was urgency, that that message be sent to print, was connected to the fire that would occur hours later with these nine Bachram in the vehicle. A miracle. And all of them, Baruch Hashem, they, uh, they emerged from, from the, uh, this tragedy unscathed. <laughs> Wanted to share that story with everybody for what, for whatever it's worth. Sometimes these things help us to remember that um, Hashem is in charge. And uh, yes, there are times when we experience din as the letter that we just read addresses. There are times when life is hard. There are times when uh, we experience loss and, 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 and tragedy. But we have to understand that Hashem is running the world. And that if we have a Munna, then we'll have the courage to stick around for our own lives, to live our own lives, and to see what comes next, to see the goodness that's coming. Now, since I'm already over time, and it's Thursday night, <coughs> and the letter's over, so if you w- want to tune out, you can tune out already. I'm going to share with you something that I thought a hundred times back and forth whether I should talk about or not. And I decided 99 times that I'm not going to talk about it. But the hundredth time I decided that I am going to talk about it. <laughs> And probably there's a few people out there anyway who are having this question, those who are knowledgeable in uh, Chabad events. You probably know that in Tov Shin Tezayin, the following year, about a year and a half later, after this letter, in uh, the summertime, precisely, I think it was base ear, there was a terrorist attack in Kfar Chabad where five students and their teacher were murdered. And there's a whole story about that, about how the Rebbe addressed that tragedy and gave comfort to the residents of Kfar Chabad and told them that their comfort would come from rebuilding. I thought many times, why, why should I bring this up? You know, maybe, God forbid, it's going to make somebody doubt the whole thing. Here it is, Tavshin Tezvav. And the Rebbe is saying, uh, stay put and wait around for the Rachamim. But then Tavshin Tezayin, there was another terrorist attack. But you're mature people. <clears throat> you're adults. And I think I can speak to you like that. So here, here's what I want to tell you. I say this not based on any Kabbalistic insight or knowledge of spiritual goings-on. I just say this uh, based on a combination of faith and also, I don't know, in my 47 years, I've lived enough to see a little bit how life works. So I'll put the two together and I'll share this with you and it's, it's worth whatever it's worth. Like I said, you can can all sign off now. Good times are coming. And after you go through the pain, you go through even greater comfort 
than whatever the pain came and disrupted in the first place. I believe in it and I know it. I believe in it because that's what the holy books say and I know it, I've lived it. At the same time, you have to understand that these things don't have a timetable. There's no calendar that says, here's how long the din will last for and then the Rachamim is going to come. Sometimes the din lasts longer than you want it to last. It's not one incident. It's a couple of incidents. Or maybe it's even a chain of incidents. But you have to know at some point that phase is going to be over and the phase of Rachamim must begin because that's how Hashem set up reality and that's how it works. So if you're going through hard times right now, I don't want to give you false hopes from this letter. I want to give you true faith. And I want you to be able to think about this. I don't know, how could I know, how long your difficulties are going to last. I don't know. I hope that they're over before this feed ends. I don't know how long your hard times are going to last. But I do know that they will come to an end and that when they do... The Rachamim is coming. Hashem's compassion is coming. The revealed love that was hidden, that was too hidden all along, is going to come out. And it's going to become clear and obvious that Hashem is loving us and taking care of us. So don't leave and don't give up. Don't run away. Because the place where you experienced whatever it is that you experienced is the place where compassion is, is on its way. And uh, Hashem should send us already the ultimate comfort and compassion. Hashem should send us Mashiach. And all the pain and the grief that we've been through will be replaced, and not only replaced, but transformed, transformed into the greatest joy. And that joy will be forever. Okay, thank you for joining us. Good night.